We are approaching 11.05 on this Sunday morning, giving you live coverage on the latest developments surrounding this new coronavirus outbreak. Now, we've been talking about more of the medical and scientific and theoretical and diplomatic and governmental responses of this uh, outbreak, but we haven't looked at the economic ramifications uh, of this epidemic uh, just yet, and that is what we will do now. Alex Jensen with me in the studio. I'm Adam Rowe, and Hello. we have our resident commentator, Hong Jin, with us for right. the latest uh, economic ramifications of this new uh, coronavirus. Jin, over to you. Hi. Uh, so we'll just uh, check in with the latest from the International Monetary Fund and uh, WHO. So right now, the IMF is taking a measured approach to this threat of the coronavirus. Um, its spokesman Gary Rice told reporters on Thursday that uh, at this time, it is too early to quantify the potential impact of the virus on the Chinese economy. Uh, the IMF also added the extent of the impact depends on how quickly the virus subsides. Well, At this point, you know, there's no indication that it is subsiding at all. But it is closely monitoring the outbreak with help from the Chinese government as well as WHO, which, by the way, recently declared the outbreak a public health emergency, but also uh, said that there is no reason to restrict trade or travel to China. Uh, Right now, according to IMF, the direct impact on consumer and business demand have been most severe in Hubei province, where Wuhan is located, uh, and the outbreak's epicenter, but that it is ready to help other countries, along with China, to cope with the economic consequences of the new coronavirus. There is that old saying about when a large economy sneezes, the the world catches a cold, which is rather too uh, close to home when we're talking about a viral outbreak's impact on the economy. But there are great understandable concerns about if if this really drags down the Chinese economy, the world is going to be affected financially as well as potentially with viral outbreaks. Yes, so far China has absorbed most of this economic shock from the coronavirus, but you know, many economists are offering already negative outlook on Chinese and global economy. Uh, one of the Chinese state media outlets and some economists have said that because of this outbreak, China's growth rate could drop two percentage points this quarter, uh, which could mean $62 billion in lost growth. Um, Wuhan, which has uh, 11 million residents, so that's larger than Seoul, larger than New York and Chicago combined. It's a city that many people hadn't even heard of before this outbreak. Exactly. It's amazing. Right. Um, It's an industrial hub and it's a manufacturing powerhouse, often dubbed as Chicago of China. It's also called Detroit of China because there are a lot of car factories and car parts plants over there. Uh, The Hubei province is located... it represents about 4.5% of Chinese economic output. That figure in and of itself uh, is pretty significant, but uh, the outbreak is also affecting Shanghai and other key manufacturing hubs, which all, in all generate two-thirds of the Chinese economic output, uh, mainly due to this government-mandated extension of the Lunar New Year holiday, which uh, they decided to keep people at home until February 9th. So uh, with more people staying home, uh, it could also disrupt the global supply chain and uh, possibly trigger trucking shortage and port logjam and have dire impact on the global economy, uh, with some experts estimating the loss could amount to $160 billion. Yeah, wow, that's a... 
a hefty figure. Mm-hmm. Any reasons behind that number? Yeah, because uh, if you look at SARS outbreak in 2003, um, the China's share of global economic output, it has quadrupled since that outbreak to about 17%. So China is right now the leading exporter of clothing and textiles. Uh, many PCs and pretty much all iPhones are made there. Uh, We also have to look at China as a consumer. China is currently the biggest market for new cars. It explains why Wuhan has so many car factories there. Mm. And also semiconductors. It's also the largest spender on international tourism. So experts believe that the global hit from this latest outbreak, outbreak could be three or even four times larger than the blow from SARS, which was about 40 billion. And, um, Uh, As for tomorrow, starting tomorrow, experts are also bracing for a sharp sell-off as China is set to reopen its stock markets. Um, If what happened in Hong Kong is any indication, the Hang Seng China Enterprises Index, which tracks mainland companies listed in Hong Kong, that fell 6.7% this past week, which is the steepest decline since February of 2018. Bad timing, particularly because mm-hmm. of the not just winter aspect that is often a problem for seasonal influenza, but the, the fact that this is a big spending time of year normally. Yeah, the New Year holiday is, a, is usually a busy shopping and a tourism season. And it's actually very uh, active, usually, where it's become a key period for economic growth in China. Um, however, uh, Starbucks has closed, closed more than 2,000 outlets across China. That's more than half of its total. And uh, those that are open right now, a lot of menu items uh, reportedly are not available. McDonald's has shut down hundreds of restaurants. Some Walmart store there are running out of products. And uh, you may have heard in the news that Shanghai and Hong Kong Disneyland uh, have gone dark. And even before countries advised their citizens to avoid traveling to China, um, airlines had curtailed flights to the country already not because of the fear of the virus, but due to lack of passengers. Um, I mean, right now, a lot of countries have issues warning um, and even more um, airlines have uh, canceled their flights yeah. to China. Tourism, this must have been already something of a disaster. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ewald Brunus uh, has been contributing to us this morning. Apple closed all stores in China until February 9th. Thanks mm-hmm. for the, the details there. If anyone would like to get in touch... You can do so as uh, Ewald Brunus has done through our YouTube channel. But also, um, you can text us, pound 1013 for 51 per message. The time is 11.13. You're listening to TBS EFM Novel Coronavirus Live Updates, a special show this Sunday morning, February 2nd, to really try to get ourselves as up-to-date as we can possibly be, hopefully answer some questions with Accurate information. Information is no doubt power in the face of panic. I'm Alex Jensen, host of This Morning. Alongside me is... Adam Rowe. And... Jian Hong. (laughs) (laughs) So, tell us a bit more about the the effects on the economy here in Korea. Sure. Um, Right now, the Korean government is uh, monitoring the situation very seriously because, according to experts, this knock-on effects from what's happening in China and its uh, economy would be felt most by Hong Kong, followed by South Korea and Japan. So we will 
be hit hard from this should the outbreak break last uh, a lot longer. So, right on on that specific question, Mm -hmm. should it last a lot longer? I think we have to be very cautious with the numbers here. Because already, in theory, there may be 100,000 people infected. Mm -hmm. If these numbers go up from 14,000 to 20,000 to 50,000, say, in the next few days, we shouldn't be alarmed. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's suddenly spreading. It's just maybe the reality of statistics catching up with what's happening on the ground. Um, Right. But it might not be the case. That's why we've got to be so cautious with our our analysis. The thing is, as you're saying, the economy... Uh, is so jittery and, and, and stocks will move based on the media announcements, exactly. not based on the reality. Yeah, and, and also let's take a look at what's, what we've seen this past year. The, the, these companies have been through so much. There was the, the trade war between the US and China and then let's not forget the protests in Hong Kong. So the, that, the, the economy, the Chinese economy have already hit very hard from what's happening in the past year, but also add this virus to that. I mean, yeah, they've been through way too much. And like you said, it's already very jittery. And, um, you know, it's people. If people feel vulnerable and if they don't want to go out and spend, that is going to uh, affect the, the global economy. So the delivery business in Korea must be doing very well, though. I imagine. Yeah, but did you also uh, listen, uh, hear that news about a one delivery, a food delivery company in Korea that they will, uh, they may restrict these people from going through neighborhoods where they where, have like a higher Chinese infections? Chinese population. Oh, Chinese yeah, population. because they want to keep their workers safe. Right. So yeah, we'll see what happens. So. Right now, um, but yeah, interesting. I was just going to say on the ground things that people are doing that are interesting. Apart from what we already mentioned earlier in the show about masks on buses and that sort of thing, even the the, the tourist guards at the palaces here in Seoul, mm-hmm. they've mm. incorporated this decorative mask. Oh, have, have they? <laughs> yeah. Like, so maybe break of tradition to create a new one. <laughs> but 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 you know, from a few pure capitalist incentive point of view, the, these delivery companies could do very well out of this outbreak, just like the mask manufacturers are seemingly doing very well. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, and and a lot of people, instead of going to markets, yeah, they, they are ordering online, try to, you know, stay yeah. away from the virus. So some analysts say if the coronavirus turns into a prolonged outbreak, it could reduce Korea's annual gross domestic, domestic product rate by two-tenths of the percentage point. Um, and it's also going to make it difficult to achieve this year's growth target. So um, we have some experiences in the past here in Korea. Uh, also, those outbreaks are negatively impacting the Korean economy. So the SARS outbreak in 2003 slashed the quarterly growth rate by one percentage point. The H1N1 uh, in 2009 and MERS in 2015 also had similar impacts with uh, similar numbers. Um, the thing is, the China's economy right now is eight times larger than in 2003. So with larger impact in the past and the negative effect uh, can be even greater. Right. And uh, let's turn our focus into more specific kind of industries in Korea. Uh, some of the key export uh, sectors, car makers, semiconductors, 
is expected to hit them quite badly as well. Right. So um, right now, Korea's five car makers, um, which are Hyundai, Kia, GM Korea, Renault, Renault Samsung, and Sangyong, along with two semiconductor firms, which are Samsung Electronics and SK Hynix, they're all saying that their operations and productions may face difficulties. Um, There is a factory near Wuhan that that manufactures uh, wiring harnesses. Um, They supply to Sangyong, GM Korea, and Renault Samsung. They have suspended operations until February 9th. And uh, Sangyong Motors uh, just decided to actually shut down its plant in Pyeongtaek for a week starting on February 4th because that's when they expect that they would run out of the parts coming from the plant. GM and uh, Renault Samsung, at this point, they have no plans to shut down their factories, but they are closely monitoring the situation. Um, Hyundai and Kia, they do not receive wiring parts from this particular plant, but they are also expecting a lack of some parts uh, from different South Korean suppliers that also have plants in China. So for now, Hyundai canceled its uh, overtime work scheduled for this week at uh, plants in Ulsan to produce the flagship flagship Palisade SUV, uh, kind of blow to the company because this is a very popular model. Um, Meanwhile, the world's uh, largest memory chip makers, Samsung Electronics and SK Hynix, they're uh, also showing concerns that the outbreak will slow chip demand in China. And, uh, which, uh, which is the world's largest semiconductor market. So both companies uh, do not have plans uh, to shut down their factories, which are located not too far from Wuhan, uh, but they are also closely monitoring the situation. And they have already ordered their employees to avoid non-essential business tra- trips to uh, China. Right, and this uh, epidemic is uh, not only hitting the big players in these sectors, but Mm -hmm. also the ones that will be worst hit will be the ones with not as many resources and uh, capital, such as the small and medium-sized enterprises. Yes, exactly. Um, According to the Ministry of SMEs and Startups, uh, it says that they have received reports of uh, cancelled contracts because of this, uh, shortages of raw materials, and not uh, being able to get a hold of some business contacts in China. The ministry says that some issues could be resolved once the Chinese people return to work um, after this extended Lunar New Year holiday. But still, the ministry is working on new measures to help uh, these small and medium enterprise business owners. Even if you are a big company, though, if your job in retail is attracting people to your store Mm -hmm. and getting people to actually work in the store... That that could be challenging. Right, Uh, especially those restaurants, um, you know... they can't, they can't really benefit from online shopping there uh, with fewer people willing to venture outside. Those Except takeouts, perhaps. And, but, if they, be, yeah. but, but if they don't already have that service, I mean, a Korean barbecue takeout doesn't work as well, does it? Yeah, it doesn't taste that good <laughs> once you can get home <laughs> either. Um, so with fewer people willing to venture outside, those retailers, especially restaurants and department stores, also uh, hypermarkets, they are also worried about the possibility of uh, reliving that 2015 MERS nightmare um, because uh, when uh, during that MERS outbreak, uh, most restaurants saw more than 30% drop in their monthly sales. That's huge. 
The, that is a bit of a hit. Yeah. The, the, the healthcare workers, we know, have been exhausted, haven't they, Adam? Mm. We've, we've been yeah. hearing about that already. Um, and, and I guess the 52-hour work week must be completely meaningless to them at this point, but also mm-hmm. other industries too. Yeah, department stores and hypermarket chains also saw about 10% drop during MERS. So that's the very good reason there why uh, to be worried for them. And uh, so right now, the large retailers and department stores are doing what they can to keep shoppers safe. Uh, and as well as the workers, they also want to, you know, um, make sure that their shoppers are not worried. So they have placed uh, hand sanitizers throughout their stores and uh, also had their workers wear masks. And just briefly, speaking of masks, though, I, I, I was referring before to other man- other facilities. For example, mm-hmm. in, a, in a company that's rushing to make more masks, right. not only for Korea, but for other countries as well, they've got to be working more than the 52-hour regulation right now. Yes. So in the wake of this outbreak, the Korean government uh, actually allowed one ma- mask manufacturing company to be exempt from this 52-hour work week restriction. So we expect more to come here. But this actually happened just moments after the government introduced a revised enforcement rule for the Labor Standards Act, uh, the extended work hour system, uh, which temporarily allows employees to work more than 52 hours a week uh, just during for a certain period, was actually limited to emergency measures and to cope with disasters or major accidents. Well, the WHO has said this is a global emergency. Uh, Hong Jin, thank you very much for joining us today. Sure. Thank you. Now.